So we're holding by Malachim Aleph, where Perik Yudhez Pasuk Tezvav, the Shira started as a Schosli Lenishmas, Chaskal Shraga, but now from Yehuda, it should also be a Schosli Lenishmas, Rebbechil Machbanashim, Maish Ben Daniel, Chaim Elazar Ben Shemshanaria, and Astaturavas Yechaskel, as well as a Schosli for Shlem of Chaim Maish Shobem Alkal Chaim Dai, Ben Rachel, Chanali, and Bashain the Rachel, and Abadati Ben Peril, as well as a Schosli for all those in Amakam Sakana, in and around Eretz Yisrael. So we saw previously that after Elio has a vision of the Shechina, of the Gila Shechina, so Hashem then repeats his question, why are you here? And Elio repeats his answer, that he is the sole representative loyal to Hashem, and that the Malchus of Yisrael, starting with the king all the way down, they deserve to be punished because they have abandoned Hashem and they have killed his Nevi'ah. So, Pasuk Tezvav, so Hashem says to Elio, Leich Shov go and return on your way. Midbara Damasek, I want you to go to the wilderness of Damasek. Ubasa, and when you come there, Meshachtu as Chazal Melech El Aram. I want you to anoint Chazal, he should be the next king over Aram. Till now was a king we'll see by the name of Ben Hadad. Elio is to anoint the successor to Hadad, to Ben Hadad, rather, who is going to be Chazal. Continuing with Pasuk Tazayin, Veis Yehu Ben Nimshi Timshach Melech Al Yisrael. You should also anoint Yehu ben Nimshi to be the next king over Malchus Yisrael, not immediately succeeding Achav, but rather he's going to succeed Achav's descendants. And although he's called Yehu ben Nimshi, in Malachim Beis we'll see that his father actually was Yoishafat. Not Yoishafat, the king of Yehuda, but a different man by the name of Yoishafat. And Nimshi was actually his grandfather's name, but the Rabbadi explains that we find many times in Tanakh that a grandfather is attributed in the Psukim as a father. So, the Psukim continue, V'yas Elisha ben Shafat me'av al-Mechayla, and Elisha ben Shafat from the place of al-Mechayla, Timshach l'navi tachtecha, you Elio should anoint him to be your, the navi in your place. Rashi says, what does that mean in your place? That Hashem says to Elio, I don't want your navias anymore. Hashem rejects Elio because Elio persists in condemning Klai Yisrael, so Hashem now rejects him as being a Navi. Hashem says, I want you to be replaced. I want Elisha to be your successor. There was one thing I did want to point out from the art scroll last time, which is that we should not look at Elio's response as defying Hashem Chas v'shalom. But rather, when, when Elio's persistence in condemning Klai Yisrael was because his love for Hashem was so great and he was so disgusted by Oivrei Aveira and Oivdei Avodah that he couldn't bring himself to ignore the Chilah Hashem. And therefore, he, could, he couldn't get past the Chilah Hashem that was occurring in Klai Yisrael. And so therefore, that was what he focused on. But it did not come in any way, Chas v'shalom, from a defiance of Hashem or f- refusing to accept the Musa that Hashem was giving him. The Radak does bring down one more uh, different shot on Timshach Lenavi Tachtecha. He says that Hashem says, practically speaking, to Elio, you want to be removed from this world. You told me you're done. You're finished with your job, with your role. So practically speaking, you can't leave until you appoint a successor. So therefore, go and find your successor, and then I will take you up to Shemayim. So Elio is told to go and anoint Chazoel, go and anoint Yehu, and go and anoint Elisha. Now, anointing with oil was done for Malachim, was done for kings of Klai Yisrael, but it wasn't done for Nevi'im, and it certainly wasn't done for non-Jewish kings. So why over here is Elio commanded to go and anoint them? So the Redak says that even though the word anoint normally refers to placing oil on the head, but 
in this case, it's also used, figuratively speaking, to be an appointment to a, to a higher office because that is when people were anointed. People were anointed when they were being elevated to a new position. So even though Jewish kings were anointed, non-Jewish kings generally were not. And even Nevi'im were not anointed. Well, see, Elio doesn't anoint Elisha. He just puts his aderis, his cloak on him. But what it means is that Elio, so to speak, drafted him and recruited him to be a Navi, but he did not literally anoint him. Lush and Timshach is not meant literally. That is how the Radak learns. However, the Ramban says that Chazoel and Elisha were actually anointed. And the reason here that they're anointed is to demonstrate that God had chosen specifically their appointments. And finally, there is one major question that we have to deal with on this, on these psukim, which is, Hashem clearly tells Elio to be the one to appoint Chazel, Yehu, and Elisha, and yet we find that Elio only appointed Elisha. Elisha goes and appoints uh, Chazel, and when it comes to Yehu, Elisha doesn't even do it himself. He sends his own Talmud to do it. So Elio's commanded, it seems like he disobeys the command of Hashem by not following through on his instructions. So the Redak says very simply that Elio was just given the responsibility of ensuring these appointments happen, but Hashem never commanded him that he directly had to be the one to anoint them. And the Redak also adds that it could be that Elio was going on his way to fulfill all three appointments when instead of meeting Chazoel first and then Yehu and then Elisha, he meets Elisha first, so he understood that the order that he was instructed by Hashem was not the order that it was going to happen, and that he was to give over some of this responsibility to Elisha, and that's why he meets Elisha first on his way, and says the Radak, that's why he does not fulfill all three, but he understood that he was to give over some of that responsibility to Elisha. The Mabam also deals with this question, the Mabam says that it could be that maybe originally Elio was supposed to carry out all three, uh, all three appointments. However, we'll see with the case of Achav that when Elio comes to give Achav Musa about the punishment that he's going to get for his involvement in having Navais killed and taking his vineyard, so Achav is Machnia himself. Achav does some tshuva, and as a result, Hashem delays his punishment until his descendants, until a future generation. So Achav did not deserve to be killed and replaced by Yehu in this generation, and that will happen in the generation of his son Yehiram. And so therefore, um, once that was delayed, so the appointment of Yehu was also delayed, and the appointment of Chazal, rather, was also delayed, and so the only appointment that Elio did, as a result, was the appointment of Elisha. The Malbim also adds that he saw from other Mepharshim that when Elisha requests from Elio, when Elio is going to up to Shemayim, he says, that I want double the spirit that you have to come upon me. He meant the two appointments that you did not carry out should fall upon me. The appointment of Chazal and the appointment of Yehu that you were not able to, uh, to, to carry out, they should fall upon me to carry out in your stead. And finally, the Malbim says that there were three appointments here, Chazal, Yehu, and Elisha. They are connected, the three types of natural phenomena that represent Hashem's punishment, the Ruach, the Rash, and the Yesh. And it's also connected, the three Chatoyim that Elio kept complaining about. Number one, he said, Asher Azru Brischa. So for that, Chazal is going to harm them because he's not uh, Ben Bris. 
Secondly, as Mizbechaisecha Rasu, that they destroyed you, Mizbechais, so Yehu is going to rectify that, because Yehu is going to destroy the Mizbechais of the Baal. And finally, as Neviecha Hargu, they killed the Neviim, so that what's going to happen is Elisha is going to go and kill them. So these three appointments are going to take retribution for the three Averis that Elio was complaining about Kla Yisrael.